full circle. Full circle. Hi, I'm Miss Wanda, and this is Full Circle. Girlfriend, this is a place where you and I can connect. It's the show that embraces a 360-degree look at womanhood. It's our voice, our perspective. It's what we care about, and it's how we feel. Empowerment through conversation is what it is. This is Full Circle. Welcome to another edition of Full Circle. I am your host, Miss Wanda. Trust me, family, I am staying safe. I am staying sheltered in place. This is the first time I have left the house. Well, since Tuesday when I filled in for Tristan. Okay, but other than that, I promise. Okay, well, maybe one or two other times. But I promise I've worn a mask, I've worn gloves, and I'm remaining safe. And my my guest today and I are keeping the appropriate social distance from each other. And I hope that you are doing the same, family. How are you doing? How are you surviving? How are you making it right now? I hope that you and your family are all doing well, that everyone is safe, everyone is keeping their hands washed and all of that good stuff stuff keeping social distance where where it's needed and just making sure that we're taking care of each other loving on each other I love that this time is giving us some time for connection as well that we are connecting online like never before you have seen classes I've seen Debbie Allen doing dance classes other local people doing dance classes um, other kinds of um, you know DJ D nice and and uh, you know, Quest Love and, and even our local DJs are out there doing stuff online. There's, you know, workshops, all kinds of stuff that you can be taking advantage of. I, I'm, re- I'm mentioning that because I saw this me this uh, post on Instagram probably about two weeks ago or about a week and a half ago that said, if you're not doing if you're not coming out better during this time if you're not if you haven't improved your circumstances whatever that is giving yourself more knowledge or education or whatever it is if you haven't done that by the time this whole quarantine thing is over then what have you done with yourself? And I thought about that and I thought, you know what? I don't want to be a person that wastes the time that I've been given to kind of shut down and to regroup and to get myself together. So family, I hope you're doing the same thing. We have got an amazing show for you today. My guest is Idara Phillips. She is the owner of Zip Business Services and she is here to talk to you about the... Uh, the CARES Act that was just passed. You know, there is a lot of money that the government is trying to filter down to families, small businesses, individuals um, to help us get through this. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Later on in the show, we're going to have Corey Williams, who is um, the public information officer for the Small Business Administration. I encourage you, if you want to know more about the uh, CARES Act, that you get online, that you um, do your research and hop on these webinars that, uh, you know, not just MaxReach, but MaxReach is doing some. They, they're doing one right now, as I said, other companies and places. I, I saw Plachette out there giving some information on the CARES Act and what she and SAC Cultural Hub had done to try and get their, um, you know, to apply for some of the uh, money that's available. So there are resources out there for us. We're going to talk about some 
resources today. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and bring in my guest, Adara Phillips. Um, Adara, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for coming out the house and for, you know, this This really came up at the last, last minute. And again, I'd like to thank Angela Wiggins and Max Reach for Economic Equity for helping me pull this together. So I just want to thank you for coming in and being willing to share the information that you have for the family that's out there listening. Oh, thank you for having me. Um, yeah, this is really pull, important. Talking to the mic. There you this go. This is really back. important because I have not come out of the house since I think March 3rd or 4th. So um, that tells you how I feel about this. Well, yeah. <laughs> and I've been, and, you know, we've been communicating for the last couple of days and just reading all of the information um, that you sent me a couple of links. And then I've been doing my own digging. There's a lot out there for us to kind of dig through. But before we get through any of that, I always have the guests introduce themselves to the family. Just who are you? You know, what's your background? Tell us a little bit about your business and, you know, what, why this work is so important to you. Okay. So, um, As you said, my name is Idara Phillips, um, and I have a company. It's called ZIP Business Services. Uh, Let me tell you what the ZIP stands for. Let me start there. Okay. So the Z in ZIP is for my two little ones, Zariah and Xavier, and the IP is for me, Idara Phillips. Uh So everyone always thinks it's ZIP, and I'm like, no, it's our initials. And I named it that just because I hope that I can encourage my kids to somehow follow in my footsteps and pass this business on to them. Um, I think I sprayed too much freshener now. It's all in my throat. I, so if you hear me, I'm not, I'm just, <laughs> just wanted to let you know I that. I won't give you the look. Um, so, um, yeah, I just, I love everything that has to do with like financial literacy. Um, by trade, I'm an accountant. I have a master's degree in accounting. I went to school at St. Mary's College um, over in the Bay Area, up in Moraga. And I have a a bachelor's degree in business administration. And I received that um, in San Jose, where I went to school. I finished up my last year of undergrad at the National Hispanic University, which is kind of like a Hispanic HBCU out here. Oh, really? Which a lot of people don't know about, but- That's here in California. It's here in California. So it's down in San Jose, and it's- it has that HBCU vibe and mm-hmm. that whole mentality, mm-hmm. but it's for Hispanics because it's mostly a Hispanic area, uh-huh. Hispanic population there. Wow. So that's where I went to school. I couldn't go down south where I wanted to go, so mm-hmm. I went there. Um, so that's just a little bit about myself. I am from San Jose, California. Just moved out here to the Sacramento area about two, three years ago. Um, and I moved out here. I've always wanted to be out here. Uh-huh. So um, anybody personal anybody knows me knows that I love animals and Mm -hmm. agriculture my dream was to go to UC Davis Mm -hmm. so I've been wanting to come out here since I was a kid and go to UC Davis and have a farm so I finally got to the point in my life where I can afford to make the move um and so I moved out here yeah um so when did you start zip I started my business right when I moved out here okay so um prior to moving out here I was a tax auditor for Santa Clara County and Uh, When I came out here, I went to go look into the same job and it paid half as much. So uh, I was like, you know, (laughs) let's see what else I can do. Mm -hmm. And I started my business. I've been doing my business is primarily an accounting bookkeeping. Mm -hmm. Um, We do some tax service and consulting firm. Mm -hmm. I've been doing this since the late 90s. Um, I worked for many years as a corporate accountant, Mm -hmm. you know, working in different companies, um, doing accounting, 
accounting, accounting manager, or accounting clerk positions. Yeah. I've moved my way up from you know the very bottom, worked my way up. And then um, I also did bookkeeping for people while I was doing that because people just knew that that's what I did. Yeah. So friends, family, associates would say like, oh, Idara knows accounting. So I would go out and start doing bookkeeping. So I've been doing this for a really long time. And I wanted to lay that foundation. Like you are in, tra- this is your work, yeah. right? This is my work. Yeah. And so um, I decided about, um, actually when I went back and I finished my bachelor's degree, um, I couldn't get into the accounting program because it was impacted. So I got my bachelor's degree in business administration, which I had originally started um, doing. And then I went back and I got my master's degree in accounting just because I wanted to really have a, a real good grasp on accounting. I wanted to know it inside and out. Mm-hmm. I love helping businesses. I think accounting is a tool to help businesses. It's a tool I use to help businesses. Yeah. So um, they say accounting is the language of business. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to know everything about it. Um, and I use that knowledge and that foundation in accounting to help businesses make decisions. Because everybody goes into business for money, right? Right. So I wanted to learn about money. That's what I studied. Um, and now I have my business just so I can help people. That's why I didn't name it Zip Accounting, Mm -hmm. because I do more than just accounting when Mm -hmm. I work with people. I try to help them with resources. I try to help them with, you know, um, strategic management, planning. If you need help with software, I do a lot of different things in my business, Mm -hmm. but I am an accountant. Yeah. Um, But when you get in there, I can look at your numbers and see, oh, you need help with something else. Yeah. And so if I can't help you with it, I'll help you find the resources to get that done in your business yeah and I like to when, when we talked right before the show started how you mentioned that you have you a heart for you, you said I just want to help women and and people know about accounting yeah yeah um so when I when I like I said my my bachelor's is in business administration uh-huh. and when I went uh so I did three years at Santa Clara University straight out of out of high school um and then I started working and I actually got a job as a receptionist and right away they promoted me to the accounting department and that's how I got into accounting. Mm-hmm. So fun fact, I did I was a business major at Santa Clara University and never took an accounting course because everyone said they were hard. Yeah. I got into the accounting department and it just clicked. It mm-hmm. made sense. I was doing stuff that the senior accountants couldn't figure out. It came natural. It just for came you. naturally to me. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of flew with it to the point where I didn't finish my last year. Mm. And then when I had my daughter, I had to go back and finish my bachelor's degree. Um, And at that point, that's when I decided to, you know, pursue accounting instead of just, you know, a a general business administration degree, Mm -hmm. because accounting makes sense to me. Um, I can just look at it and it just I just know what to do. I just I understand it. Um, It comes second nature. So when I. um, when I went back and I said, what am I going to do? Because mm-hmm. I was a single mom by then. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? Let me pursue this accounting degree because I know as an accountant, I can start my own business and that'll allow me the flexibility to be a mom and to be and to do something that I love. And so, you have a heart to help other people yeah, do the same thing. And I want to really like one day I want hopefully my business grows to the point where I can hire on other women and train other women and teach other um, women and minorities about accounting and um, help them, you know, 
embrace it and because it's something you can do well right now everybody's learning to work from home yeah. right um i've i've been working from home mm-hmm. this is nothing new for me i i chose my career and this i started this business so i would have the flexibility to get up go drive my kids to school mm-hmm. come back and work go pick my kids up from school mm-hmm. i'm my own boss i've wanted to be an entrepreneur since i was a kid and i was looking for something that would allow me to be an entrepreneur and do something i love um and then also I have the ability to go out into the community mm-hmm. and spread knowledge. So that's something I think is really awesome today. Never done a radio show before, but I can go out into the community and spread some knowledge. Um, I come from a background where I come from a really low income area. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the people where I where I grew up, most of the kids that I grew up with, they didn't even finish high school. So um, I was fortunate enough that my mom <laughs> when I started getting in trouble was like, you're going to private school. So <laughs> so when I started following the path of everybody else in the neighborhood, my mom was like, yeah, no. And so she sent me to private school. Mm-hmm. She sent me to private school for high school. Um, I went to Notre Dame down in San Jose, okay. all girls Catholic school. Yeah. And um, I was given the support. And I when I got there, I started noticing, you know, I would tell my kids, my friends, oh, I'm taking, you know, algebra two. What are you taking? And they're just like, I'm taking this integrated. I was like, but that's not a prereq to get into college. So I just started noticing the difference in our education. Um, And it was like that foundation and support that helped me get to where I am, even though I came from that background. I mean, my junior year, my mom passed away Mm -hmm. unexpectedly and I didn't fall apart. You know, I was able to finish high school. And then from there, they helped me. They were like, you know, I was like, I don't, I can't leave. I got to help raise the family now. And they yeah. were just like, you know, go to Santa Clara. So I went so, to Santa Clara yeah. and um, I was able to go to college. And even like I had my daughter and um, it was, I was able to go back because I had a path. I had it like, I had that foundation. Mm-hmm. And when I, I still, I mean, prior to moving up here, I, I lived in that neighborhood. I raised my kids in that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really want to like my heart is still, you know, with low income families and minority families and the people that everybody looks over. Um, that's who I am. And that's who I'll always be. It doesn't matter yeah. that I was able to go to college and get my degrees. Um, Just having the heart to help, you know, the community help is my community. I yeah. mean, those are my people. And so I, I did. I got my degree in accounting. I went and I got a job at the uh, working for the county and I was making good money I thought it was like yes and I I somehow I felt like a void that um, I had met my goals I got my degrees I got my job I was doing everything you know according to my plan took longer than I thought but I was there and um, and I was just like what's next you know Mm -hmm. like what what's next I did notice as a tax auditor I would go out and when I'm going in I'm auditing people because they don't understand the accounting I would see where they were going to get fined or they were going to get feed, uh, you know, fees or, and I would have to go back and find them. Mm-hmm. And um, and I was just like, if you understood your accounting better, you wouldn't do this. And I was looking at them and, you know, there a lot of them are little mom and pop shops. And I mm-hmm. just I felt bad. Like, I wish you guys could hire me yeah. to help you yeah. because I could help you, you know, if, with better accounting, you wouldn't have to do this. Your company could be more profitable. Yeah. And my heart would go out to them. So when I came up here, 
I wanted to not be the bad guy. I wanted to be the good guy that was helping, you know, businesses. So And you are today because <laughs> you have been doing so much research on this CARES Act of and and, and you know, and again in our exchanges throughout the week, you're like, I just want to help. All of your emails, I can really hear your heart in your emails, if that makes sense, where you just have a heart for caring. I mean for wanting to help people. Yeah. I just want to get this information out to the people. I want to let them know what's going on because I don't want to see any one not being able to take advantage of XYZ. So I can hear that. Even in your story, I can hear that 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 yearning for community and wanting to do do better or make help everyone get the knowledge that they need, especially in an area like accounting. It's like, I'm gonna tell you right now, that was not my favorite subject in school, okay? <laughs> Math, not my thing. In fact, I hope my mom's not listening. I think I skipped a couple of classes now. I'm just like, <laughs> but but seriously, you know, and so for someone to have that aptitude and as many small businesses as there are out here and more are growing. Now, understand that this is a uncertain time right now, but before this COVID thing hit, and I'm sure after we start recovering, people have been yearning to do business where we tend to, because I'm an entrepreneur as well. I know one of my not as strong suits is the accounting aspect of right. it. And so if you have an aptitude for that, that's huge. And, and I like how you, you know, were saying, you know, I just want to be able to get to a point where I can hire people, women and minorities so that they can learn those skills. Because those there there's some areas that we as a community need to get stronger in. That's the math and sciences area. Right. We don't have a lot of uh, presence in those in jobs in that area. And right. And the engineering's and the, all of those kind of things. And so if some if you have an aptitude for that and to want to give back, I can see that when this coronavirus thing is over that I can see you out in the community helping and just really giving people the knowledge that they need. That's what we're doing here today. We're going to talk about the CARES Act when we come back from the break and really break it down. Idara has been doing tons of research. She has been, you know, sitting in on conference calls and she has a lot of information that she wants to share with you. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come right back, we are going to talk about the CARES Act and, um, you know, how you can take advantage of uh, some of the money that may be out there, some of the programs and give you the information that you need. So this is Full Circle. I am your host, Miss Wanda. We will be right back after a short break. If you have something to add to the conversation, drop us a line at fullcircle975 at gmail.com. It's not just talk when you put it into action. Empowering women through conversation with Miss Wanda. Thank you for staying with the program. It is Full Circle. I'm your host, Miss Wanda. I'm having a wonderful conversation with my guest, Adara Phillips. She is the founder of Zip Business Services. And I'm telling you, Adara's done so much research on this CARES Act that we want to give all the information for you. The CARES Act, if you don't know, it is called, uh, what is it? The Corona? The Coronavirus Aid Relief and Economic Security Act. Okay. And so that was just passed last week. It was passed last week on March 27th. Okay. So let's tell the family what it is. Because all, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. All I heard was stimulus money and I heard something about businesses. But so that's why you're here to kind of help us break this all down. So first of all, what kind of things does the act like? What is it about? Okay. So um, this whole act is part of the $2.2 trillion stimulus bill that was passed. I know a lot of people have heard about the $1,200 checks that are going to come out, $1,200 for each individual, $500 for each dependent under 16, right? So that was one part of the act. 
that was the part for the for the individuals for you know the Americans. So there, uh, so Pop- general population. Before we go further, there's money for individuals families or individuals right. also businesses and then other there, there's like many components to right. this thing there's okay 2.2 trillion dollars so that was just one part of it um and then i know i i hear it i see it all over like my my facebook and it's like they're gonna bail out all the businesses so this this is i guess what people would say is par- it's not part of the big corporation bill out bail out this was this act is specifically for um this part of the act that we're going to talk about is for the small businesses. For the small businesses, which they consider a business with 500 or less employees, is considered small. Um, and then independent contractors, sole proprietorships, you know, the mom and pop stores or the the one person who's starting up a company. Um, even it, it can help like Uber and Lyft drivers, you know, yeah, yeah. this is this is the act to help them because they've also, you know, either had to had a decrease in business or have had to stop working completely due to uh, the shelter in place and everything that's going on with the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there is uh, many facets to this thing. Again, family, I urge you to get on and do some research yourself um, because there are a lot of different components and we won't be able to cover in depth everything today, but um, I want to make sure that you have at least a good amount of information uh, for yourself. So you mentioned before we go into the act for the businesses, you mentioned about the stimulus checks and we've heard about that, the $1,200, the, um, you know, uh, I think it's 24 for married couples and then 500 for the children. But you had to have filed your taxes for 2019 and for 2018. I did read that last night. You have to have filed your 20 if 2018s. Uh, they're going off of 2018 or 2019. So if you haven't done your 19s yet, mm-hmm. your 18s will you'll still get it with your 18 because they've extended the deadlines for the 19s till July 15th. So they can't really make that mandatory if they're mm-hmm. not yet due. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would urge everyone to file your your 2019 taxes, especially if your uh, your situations have changed. Right. You know, right. like me, myself, I got married mm-hmm. <laughs> in 18. So my situation has changed. So um, you just need to file your taxes. Tax preparers are considered essential. So the tax offices are open. Uh, there's a lot of places where you can yeah. file online mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I mean, we're still doing taxes. And that's just one part of it. That's yeah. just... And I want to make sure that people understand that as business owners, you'll still get that. So business owners, because that's for the individual people. So that's going out to, you know, everyone who's filed a tax return. Mm -hmm. This CARES Act is something else on top of that. So one, this does not counsel out um, anything else, but we, I do want to just let people know that there are parts of the CARES Act, such as some of the credits, mm-hmm. that if you take those credits, you might not be um, able to receive the loans. Yeah. Or if you receive the loan, you can't get the credit. And we're going to go into that a little bit more. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that people knew that because I hear a lot of people talking, to, I already hear people talking about how they're going to spend that. Right. But it's like you need to understand that there are certain stipulations, again, that you need to uh, you had to have filed. You said you're going off. They're going off 2018 for sure. Um, Your 18 or 19 taxes. So if you haven't filed taxes yet. And and remember, um, I saw on a press conference the other day that they were urging people that if you were getting a refund in for 19 
if you're expecting a refund, to go ahead and file your taxes ASAP. Like they wanted to try and get you your refunds. You know, in a this is separate than your stimulus check. But if you were expecting a refund, I know I've heard analysts on TV saying that as well. Is yeah. that if you're expecting a refund, file your taxes, get your refund. That's going to help you too in the long run as well. Right. So again. And I want to make sure that family that you're real clear about this is that you still need to do your research. Please don't go off just what we're saying as law, as gospel. Do your research. We're providing some information for you, but you always need to fact check and do your research. Not saying that we're going to be doing anything wrong, but you need to make sure that you're getting the proper information. So let's go into the um, the the disaster relief loan. So that's the first category, right? That we're going to talk about right now. The disaster relief loan. Tell tell us a little bit about that. Okay. So on um, the March 27th, which was last Friday, uh, they signed the CARES Act. And what that did is it um, it appropriated $350 billion to help small businesses, um, it, to help them survive this, this disaster. And it, this is the first time that this much money's ever gone to businesses because this is the first time that we've ever had a nationwide disaster. Mm-hmm. You know, this is this disaster hits the whole continental United States and all of its territories, you know, even like yeah. Guam, Puerto Rico, everyone's in a state of disaster. Mm-hmm. So um, that is pretty much what the CARES Act is for. It's to help businesses um, stay in business and also to help business. There's a big part of it that is to help businesses retain their employees and uh, keep their employees on payroll throughout the disaster. And that's like the main things that are going on. I break this down into two uh, separate parts when I explain it to people. If you go to the SBA website, they actually break it down into four parts. Okay. There's the disaster loan, which are the called economic injury disaster loans, the EDILs. So if you hear the, the acronym EDIL floating around or if you see it online, that's what it's for. Those are the, um, because the president has declared a national disaster, then we we qualify for these loans. And um, then there's the Paycheck Protection Program, and that's, everyone's calling it like the PPP loan, okay? Okay. There's also debt relief, which is for people who have current SBA loans. Mm -hmm. They're going to be assisting them with their payments. Um, And then there's also, New there's other loans you can also there's like a bridge loan that you can apply for mm-hmm. which will get you expedited funds. So okay. the main two that people are really um, looking into right now, especially the people I work with, is they don't have existing loans, they don't have existing relationships with the SBA. Um, is the EDIL and that one is where I see people saying, "Hey, there's a ten thousand dollar grant you can apply for for small businesses," and. I do want to just start off uh, with saying that the EDIL is, it does have a portion up to $10,000 that could possibly be free funds, but it's not a grant. When you get the $10,000, it's an advance on On the the loan. loan. Mm -hmm. And so um, don't apply for it thinking you're going to get some free money. They're going to have a loan officer call you to finish the loan application, you need to apply for the full loan. If you're denied the loan, you can keep the advance. But if you're granted the loan, you need to take the loan. So who is, who is that loan available to? And that's loans available to small business owners, um, 
Is that the one where it's um, that is let's see the advance of ten thousand assist operating expenses for six months? But I thought I want to say there was like a certain amount of pe- uh, employees that you had to have for that one. Five hundred or okay. less, okay. and there is a um, unless you fall under the this exemption. Um, I know some of the exempt on these um, this program that just came out are restaurants and hotels, so they can have more than five hundred employees. Oh, okay, okay, so. Anyone, any company with 500 or less employees, this package is for them. People with over 500 employees, there's other packages for the larger, the larger um, businesses and corporations. Okay. All right. So that, again, that's Economic Injury Disaster Loan Advance, or EIDL, as you mentioned. That's an advance of up to 10000 But, again, it's a, a loan advance, right? You, it is a loan advance, right? Again, I wanted to say that again. It's a loan advance. So you will still have to apply for the loan if you are, however, denied, then you get to keep the money. If you're approved for the loan, then that's money that you will eventually have to pay back. It does not, it, you don't have to pay back. So say, for example, from what I understand, okay, and let me clarify something right now. I have studied this, it came out a week ago, and I've been studying it since the day it came out, pretty much. But... It's constantly changing. Oh, oh, absolutely. Okay. Yes. In so fact, I wanted I, to put that disclaimer yeah, out there too. It's constantly changing. Mm-hmm. So no one's received these funds yet. So we don't, we're reading the law. And when I say we, I'm saying accountants, consultants, yeah. mm-hmm. lawyers, we're, you know, financial advisors, we're reading these laws to try to help our clients. Mm-hmm. And we're deciphering the law. We're pulling it apart. We're trying to find practical applications of it. But because the programs the programs have rolled out but no one's received funds we don't know if it's correct and you don't know too to piggyback on that and to help with our overall disclaimer is one people people don't know until they actually go through the process what are some of the nuances because let's be honest the the government the people that are rolling these out in place still don't know all of the nuances until people actually start applying and then they say oh maybe we should have thought of that or maybe we need to change that to this so family please understand even though we're giving you information right now this information is very fluid there still are a lot of pieces moving parts to this thing that it can go one way or the other. The government, again, like you were saying, because this just opened up yesterday, right? Oh, uh, the PPP, which is the next one, that one just opened up yesterday. Oh, okay. Most of the banks aren't even doing it mm-hmm. because they don't know what to do. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and the reason they don't know what to do is because it opened yesterday on Friday, Thursday night at like 6.30, they changed it. Mm-hmm. And so they changed the interest rate and they changed the the criteria of how it applies to sole proprietors and independent contractors. Mm-hmm. So less than 20, less than 12 hours before it's supposed to roll out, they, were they changed the law. Yeah. yeah. And they posted this new, you know, 32 page document. And now everybody's scrambling to figure out how to apply that. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to give you the information that I have. And it's pretty up to date. I mean, I'm pretty, I'm staying up to date. I'm not just researching this on my own. I'm working with a lot of other accountants and we're all, you know, everyone's combining all their knowledge and their research and we're Mm -hmm. coming up with this. I've been in webinars day in and day out every single day. Um, But 
I just want to get the information out there. So yeah. my thing right now is get the information out. And as I was saying earlier, I want to really help my community. Mm-hmm. I want to help everyone, but you know, my heart is my community. So Absolutely. I really want to help people of color, low income people. Um, you know, it's, I'm, I was single mom. I want to help single moms, mm-hmm. you know, entrepreneurs, small, small businesses. My business isn't huge. Hopefully one day it is. So I know that historically as a minority, we don't, we don't go to we don't go to college the way that the majority go to school okay we don't have higher uh we don't have the higher education degrees so with those not running in those circles so when you go to college and you get a master's or even when when i got my master's my friends changed from my friends i had when i got my bachelor's Mm -hmm. so when i got my master's i started hanging out with people who had master's degrees or doctorate degrees so i run in those circles now if you don't run in those circles you don't get this information usually because this information like i said this is being discussed with with accountants business consultants lawyers yeah. and, i mean it's and a conversation people, that lots of different people are having yeah you know? but they're not dissecting it and yeah. so uh people are learning about it and i just want to make sure that everyone gets this information because i know before before I went to school, I probably wouldn't have found this information. Yeah. I would have seen it and blown over it. Now that I've gone to school, I'm dissecting it, right? So I want to be able to dissect it and bring it back to my community and say, hey, this is going on. I've called everyone I know who could possibly you know, benefit from this and say, did you know this is going on? And if you need help, give me a call. Mm-hmm. If you need help understanding what that means, give me a call. If you, help, if you need help you know, organizing your paperwork, Give me a call. Go ahead and put those headphones on. Let's take this phone call. Yes, hello. Hi. Um, excellent information. Um, and I definitely would like to uh, concur on what you're saying about uh, being in networks. Uh, there, My organization is called African American for Opportunity Zone. And uh, for people that may not know a lot about Opportunity Zone, we're probably the only one in the country that has organized under the banner to get uh, information about Opportunity Zones. And this act was enacted by uh, the federal government. And like you stated, if you're not in a circle where this information is circulating, you miss out. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very, very uh, impressed with uh, your information. We can also uh, get the information out about Opportunity Zones. Uh, and the opportunity zones are really uh, uh, designed for what, what they would have been designated as uh, lower income uh, communities. But if you don't uh, uh, participate in, like anything else, you're going to miss out. Okay. So I, I just want to thank you uh, for your information and would love to uh, network with you. Uh, my name is Aline Shabazz, and you can Google. Uh, African American for Opportunity Zone. We we uh, work with uh, accountants. We work with organizations that uh, primarily uh, we don't, uh, as a community, work with. Okay. Uh, so you can go on the website and look at some of the uh, information that we've done. All right. Thank you so much. And, and Adara has your information, and hopefully you guys can connect soon. Thank you so much for calling and for listening today. Oh, yes. Okay. Thank, thank you. you. Uh-huh. Bye-bye.
that's what it's all about right there. It's it's making sure that we get the information. And I'm so glad to hear that there are so many organizations that are coming together to make sure that the word gets out. I want to go back and recap the EIDL before we move forward. Um, it is the Economic Injury Disaster Loan Advance. And I'm looking at um, this information that was printed by your company, Zip, but also provided by the SBA. Right. So I, I, the, I have put together a shared drive. Um, I'm working on getting up a website and I've been in this so much that I haven't been able to do it. So I've been posting everything to a shared drive. If okay. you go to my website, you can find the link. Okay. What's um, your website? My website is zipbs.com. Okay. And you can, um, and in the shared drive, I'm posting all the information that I find because there's information from various sources out there. Uh, for example, this EIDL is being, is the money's coming from the SBA. And you can find the information not on the SBA website. Well, the PPP program, which opened yesterday, the information from that, you get it from the U.S. Treasury Department mm-hmm. yeah. website, and then the money's coming from independent banks, so you need to contact the bank. So what I'm trying to do is get a, a Just a have a place. repository yeah, for all the information. Yeah. And then what, what, what we're... And I've also been putting together charts and checklists, um, list of forms that you possibly might need, just so people can start to gather information. Okay. Um, because that's one of the really important parts is that we don't want to just know about these loans. We want to actually be able to get these loans. So um, that's and that's you know where I come in as an accountant mm-hmm. is helping you make sure that you have your documentation ready. Um, when you're going out and applying for these loans, like if you're a business, they're going to need your financial statements. Right. We need to make sure your financial statements are are okay. We need to make sure that, you know, you're reconciled. We need to make sure that you've closed out your year. You want to have financial statements so, so you can prepare for these loans. Um, yeah, and that's exactly why we wanted to give this information today is because we want people to, even though it opened some of uh, the even though the the period for some part of the program open right. you still have to have you can't just go in willy-nilly you have to be prepared you have to and be that's prepared. why Adir, adara is here to talk about how you can prepare as well as what opportunities are out there for you right yeah so let's let's recap the eidl before we go on to the paycheck so and the reason i wanted to uh mention that i'm looking at this information that was provided is because again like we said i can read these things off to you but because information is still fluid because things are still happening because they still don't know how this thing is going to react once people actually start getting in there and there may be changes to come but as for now um, again the information and again this is a great um Uh, cheat sheet that you have created and I appreciate this so much the EIDL Economic Injury Disaster Loan Advance is an advance of up to $10,000 to assist operating expenses for six months Uh, the business must apply for SBA 7B loan to qualify Um, and again all of this is on Adara's website zipbs.com it says EIDL payments go to business owners even if the loan is not approved it's supposed to be and this is the one I really want to put the caveat on paid out within three days of the loan application to completion, I'm sure that SBA, that is going to be something that is probably not written in stone because there are so many businesses as soon as that thing opened that applied. So we were the the website was crashing the first couple of days. So the uh, when it was it was passed on Friday and there was a paper application up on the website Mm -hmm. Um, Sunday night. There's now an electronic application on the website. Um, 
and as of Sunday night, the the website was crashing. Yeah, uh, I'm in. I'm talking to accounts all the time. People were putting it in Sunday night. No one's received the funds yet. Mm-hmm. But I did also read in an article that the SBA's had to hire over 700 people just to help process these loans. Yeah, and so they they don't have the manpower right now to process all the loans. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking once it's smooth, once it's going, it's going to be a couple days because it is an emergency advance. Yeah, but if you um. The EDIL is only, it's part of the 7B, and that loan criteria, those are um, loans that can be up to $2 million based on, you know, your business. Mm -hmm. And the terms on it are 30 years, and it's a 3.75% interest rate for businesses, 2.75% interest rate for uh, nonprofits. And the loan payments are deferred for 12 months. So, and this loan can be used for more things than the PPP loan. the This loan can be used for accounts payables, um, for existing liabilities that the company has, mm-hmm. not just for uh, paychecks, not just to supplement employees' okay. pay. So more than just the payroll stuff. Right, the PPP is designated to help with payroll, uh, rent, utilities, and the mortgage interest. So if you... Um, if you have other bills, like there's more bills than that right. in any business, yeah. right? So, I mean, myself, I have tons of software costs that I have to cover every month and that wouldn't be covered in the PPP. That's where the EIDL comes in. Okay. Um, and then that that ten, up to 10,000, it's also up to 10,000. You're not guaranteed 10,000. That is part mm, of the advance. That's good. That's good that you mentioned that as well. Let's go over to the PPP, the Paycheck Protection Program. You already started alluding to it. That's more for payroll and things like that. Right. And so, um, and this is the reason I really started going into this uh-huh. is because I myself, you know, with my, with my business, I have clients that I do accounting for and they're calling me and people are having to stay home and they're having, you know, or people are, I have kids. Like it's really hard to work when you have the the school shut down. And so people are having to stay home for the kids or Mm -hmm. they're having to stay home from health conditions or, you know, or the businesses have just, they're non-essential, they've been designated non-essential and people are at home. So they don't know what to do as far as their payroll cost. That's when I started really looking into this. Uh, the Paycheck Protection Program, their main goal is to make sure that employees are still receiving paychecks during this crisis. Okay. And um, so the way that it's it's written is this loan is forgivable. And just so the, the listeners understand, when I'm saying forgivable, it means that you do not have to pay the money back if you follow the criteria yeah. of the loan, okay? So um, I know someone would say forgivable. I'd be like, what are you talking about? So forgivable means that you may not have to pay this back if you follow the criteria. This loan is forgivable for qualified payroll expenses, for um, the like lease or mortgage. They changed the wording. They took rent out. Actually, they put it to lease, mortgage, interest, um, and utilities, okay? so. If you have those expenses and you use this money for that, you can actually have that part of the loan forgiven, meaning you will not have to pay back that part of the loan. So if you got a loan for $10,000 and you had $8,000 worth of payroll expenses, then that $8,000 you wouldn't have to pay back, the loan would then be for two. This loan has a lower interest rate. This loan is a 1% interest rate. Uh, It was changed on Thursday from half a percent to 1%. The maximum amount of this is $10 million. 
and um, it, the maturity is two years, so the loan is, needs to be paid back within two years. Payments begin after six months. If you, and then one of the things that they, I do want listeners to understand is that if you get the um, EIDL with the higher interest rate of 3.75, there is a way that you can um, almost like refinance it into the PPP. So oh. I'm an accountant, I'm not a financial person, so if right. I use the wrong terminology, but you can get it down from that 3.75 into that 1%. Per, um, that 1%. Right, and you would just work with your, whoever you, your. The, the lenders, so what one part of it is that the application will ask you did you apply for that? I've seen applications. I was looking at applications, and they do ask, did, did you, you apply for the EIDL? Um, so with this Paycheck Protection Program, I don't know if people, you know, I've been looking, and I saw something saying that in California, they've had like 1.9 million applications for unemployment. Mm-hmm. Our system can't our system can't handle that. Yeah. And so one of the reasons that they, I'm thinking they implemented this is so employers can keep their employees on and that they'll continue to receive their regular pay and not everyone will be applying for unemployment. The other part that I thought about is um, your health care. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. you get your health care through your job, through right. your paycheck, through your employer. If you're laid off, then you're not going to get your health care. You're going to have to apply for COBRA. Anyone who's ever had to apply for COBRA, COBRA it's expensive. so expensive. Yeah. So if they can if they can get your employer to keep you receiving your regular pay, it also covers your health insurance. That's also part of the PPP plan. They'll cover the health insurance costs. Oh, good. So Because there's a virus going around. There's an invisible virus going around that's killing people. This is the worst time to not have health insurance, right. you know? So this will um, help people keep their people on payroll. And I've had to explain to a lot of business owners that even if your employees are at home, you can apply for the PPP program, give them the regular paycheck. The government will pay you back. The government will give you the funds. Keep your people at home. Yeah. The government gives you is going to give you the money so you can keep your employees at home safe inside yeah. the house where we're supposed to be. Um and that's really why I started getting into this because I was trying to figure out how I can help my clients, you know, like yeah. with things going on. So um, that's pretty much what the PPP is. It opened up yesterday to uh, corporations and S-Corps and it's going to open up on the 10th of April to sole proprietors and independent contractors. Okay. Okay. So that'll be next Friday. Um so right now, if you're a sole proprietor, independent contractor, you can't apply for this. But what I would suggest doing is starting to gather information. Yeah, prepare for that. Yeah, and that's why I've put up the basic, what I posted were the basic um, documents that they request when you apply for an SBA loan. This PPP is falling under the umbrella of a 7A loan. The EDIL falls under the umbrella of a 7B loan. So I posted what the 7A loans usually look for. They are um, relaxing a lot of the criteria right now Mm -hmm. at this time. So for example, uh, there's no collateral, there's no personal guarantees, there's no lender fees on this PPP loan, but they're still gonna wanna verify your payroll and they're still gonna wanna verify um, your ability to pay the loan back. They're still gonna wanna see financials. You're still gonna have to get an application signed by all of the owners with more than 20% interest in the business. So if you have um, multiple owners, you need to start talking to all the owners and saying, is this something we might wanna do? Yeah. Um, this is something you can do to prepare yourself for it. And the way I let people know is if you can apply now or versus if you need to wait, is what forms are you filing when you file your tax returns? 
If you're filing your tax return on your 1040, then you need to wait until the 10th. Gotcha. Okay. If you're filing your your if you're filing your business income on your Schedule C, then you're gonna then you're gonna have to wait. If you're not, if you're filing um, an eleven twenty or eleven twenty S, then it's open for you now. Okay, gotcha. So gotcha. that's kind of an easy way to figure out which um, which category you fall under. Mm-hmm. For most businesses, um, and that's just because you know you get into like, well, I'm a I'm a single member LLC. What do I when do I file? So right. that should be kind of um, a guideline. That's me, and I filed on my 1040. So I would wait until the 10th if I had employees. I don't have any employees. You don't need employees. You're you you could use it for yourself. Oh what? <laughs> yeah. And so uh, you don't need employees because you are an employee. Your pay's been affected by this, uh-huh. right? Um. And what the calculation is, is it's two and a half times your average monthly pay of your employees. And okay. you're, you include yourself in that. Now, they did change the requirements for independent contractors, sole proprietorships, um, you know, single member LLCs, things of that sort. If you, so that's kind of a gray area for us right now, because mm-hmm. we don't know if it's based on your pay like what you pay yourself or your net income mm-hmm. and this is like the 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 conversation that I see going on right yeah. now we need more clarification we'll really get the clarification when the applications start posting on the websites so the other thing with this loan is you need to um, obtain this loan from your lender from the banks from the banks from the credit unions you're not going to get this med- this money from the SBA the first one I spoke about you apply for that on the SBA website this that I'm talking about, the PPP, you need to apply with your bank, with your credit union. So that's the one that you have to go to the Treasury's uh, website to the get Treasury information. The Treasury website has information on it. Mm-hmm. You need to go to the bank to apply. And at this time, what we're seeing is banks are giving priority to their own members. So if you bank at Bank of America and you go to Chase, Chase is going to say you need to go back to Bank of America. As of um, yesterday, when it opened, Bank of America and Chase were only the only two really big banks that were um, processing applications. And Bank of America was only processing applications for people who had a business account with them with a business, um, some type of business credit. So either a business line of credit or a business credit card. So if you did not have, if you had a business account and you don't have a credit card or a line of credit, they're not processing applications right now. Mm, So what I've, what I've spent a lot of time doing is putting together a list of other lenders and other, um, because people, I really want people to have the opportunity to, you know, obtain these funds. So I am putting together a list. It should be posted by the end of the day today of other uh, places. I found five other outside um, banks and resources that are accepting applications regardless oh. if you have a bank account there or not. Because oh, okay. sometimes even they're saying it has to be a business bank account. Mm. So some small businesses only have personal and they do their banking through their personal for their business. And so you wouldn't, they wouldn't, right now you're not qualifying so i'm looking for other banks small banks um i do have a few here that i found actually in the sacramento area who have said that they aren't up yet but they will be up and once they're up they're going to be taking applications from everyone and you'll have that information on your website yeah and i'm going to put the information on my website so can we go to the so what's the sba debt relief then and or, or should we have our person from the sba talk about that when he calls in um this is just the debt relief is if you have a current SBA loan, they're going to be uh, 
paying the principal and interest on the loans for six months. Um, he can go more into okay. it, but it's just for people who, because we're giving all this stuff to people getting new loans, right? What right. about the people who already had a loan? Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. I didn't even think about that, that there may be people out there that have SBA loans. Okay. So that's what that's yeah. for. Okay. So, um, yeah, it's, it's help for everybody, not okay. just, you know, it's trying to help everybody. Another yeah. thing I wanted to mention was when you're looking at all of this, I would I would recommend that everybody speak to some type of financial professional, you know, whether it be an accountant, a CPA. Um, a lot of us, I mean, myself, I, I have a master's degree. I don't have my CPA, so I don't I'm not a CPA, mm-hmm. but I've you know, I've studied this for six years and I've done it oh, for yeah. 20 years. Yeah. So, I mean, and I, but my, my business falls under the realm of bookkeeping because I'm not a CPA. So you can even go out to a lot of bookkeeping, you know, bookkeepers. I'm telling you, there are financial people who are studying this and I would say go to them because you really need to look at your situation. Um, when you're doing the PPP, depending on your business and when it started, you're going to use calculations from the first two months of this year versus last year. Um, and then there's also the part where you just need to also weigh the fact that they've opened up unemployment to independent contractors and sole proprietors, which prior to that, if you did not put into the unemployment fund, insurance fund, you, you could not collect anything. unemployment. Yeah. With this act, they also opened up unemployment. So, and the unemployment is six an extra $600 a week. Yeah. So if you're a small business and you're not making $600 a week times four weeks in a month, that's 2,400. If you're a small business just starting and you're not making 2,400 a month, why don't you go and apply for unemployment? Yeah. You know, you need to really there's look at your situation. There's a lot of considerations, yeah. Yeah, and then there's credits, <laughs> which is like a whole nother <laughs> thing, you know. I'm getting into the credits now. Everybody was on these loans, so I was really um, researching them, but I'm going to be posting more stuff about the credits. And I would say take your time when doing this because what I am finding is some of the credits, if you want to apply for the credits, such as um, there's a credit for Social Security. There's a credit for your payroll taxes. but And there's a credit for employee retention. If you apply for that, you can't apply for the PPP. You can't yeah. get Oh, you wow. Can't so you both. really do need to talk to a professional to guide you through because you don't want to inadvertently uh, miss an opportunity because, you know, I'm doing this because I think this is the best when there are some nuances over here that may affect that and all that kind of thing. Like I said, there's so much information out there. And so, I yeah, I like I piggyback on that is that, yeah. We're giving you this, but you really need to talk to you because if you're running a business, you probably already have an accountant or a CPA that's helping you. Please refer to them as well. Yeah. You know, but yeah, we, we've got professionals in the building, you know, that are telling you good information, giving you information and providing that information for you. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to have more conversation about this uh, CARES Act and and how you especially on business owners how you can take advantage and a little bit more about what the CARES Act entails. So keep it right here. This is Full Circle. We'll be back in just a moment. Show your support for the show by liking and sharing our Facebook page at Full Circle 97.5. Ash is back with your perspective on topics you care about. 
This is Full Circle with Miss Wanda. And we are back. Thank you so much for staying with the program with this very important conversation, having a wonderful conversation with my guest, Adara Phillips. Uh, she is the owner of Zip Business Services. So we got to make sure that we give you some love, too, because she has put a lot of homework. She has put a lot of time and effort into researching this CARES Act. If you want to uh, find out more about uh, what uh, she's doing, as well as look at this cheat sheet that she's created, visit her website at zipbs.com or give her a call at 916-222-9992. That is what we're doing right now. And joining us on the line is Corey Williams. He is the public information officer for the Small Business Administration. Corey, are you there? Yes, I am, Wanda. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for joining us. I know you just got off of a webinar giving this same information. Appreciate it so much. We were just talking about some of the different opportunities there are through the SBA in regards to the CARES Act and the uh, financial resources that are out there for uh, businesses and individuals. Can you just uh, you know give us a little bit more information coming from the SBA? We talked about the EIDL, a little, uh, the economic economic injury disaster loan advance and the paycheck protection program but um, if you can expound a little more on those and what our listeners need to know and prepare for as they're going to apply for some of these loans awesome well thank you so much Wanda, for having me on the show mm-hmm. again my name is Corey williams i'm a public information officer with the u.s small business administration's office of disaster assistance and with our economic injury disaster loan program the pro- the purpose is to keep our businesses sustained during this covid 19 pandemic and this is the first time in u.s history that the entire country all 50 states and all u.s territories which would include the u.s virgin islands puerto rico guam american samoa the commonwealth of northern mariana islands have all been declared for the COVID-19 pandemic. So the purpose of the economic injury disaster loans is to pay fixed debt payments, to pay any payroll expenses or any expenses that would always kind of use a but-for test. So but-for COVID-19 caused a cancellation of a lot of events, but-for COVID-19 caused businesses to drop. And with our administrator, Jovita Carranza, she actually declared the COVID-19 declaration as of January 31st, 2020. So if you had a business in existence at that time, I would strongly encourage you to apply for the economic injury disaster loan. Now, a couple of benefits of the program is that what makes it easier for repayment ability is that all of our loans will be amortized over a 30-year period, and that's a fixed interest rate of 3.75% with a one-year deferment. So whether a business is borrowing you know, up to the 25000 let's say they did $25,000 um, for an unsecured loan, then that amortized over a 30-year period ends up being about $117 a month. So it makes it a lot easier for repayment ability um, in, in order to determine eligibility for the loan. Okay. And what if I, I get the loan and I don't, I'm not eligible? Is that a possibility, Corey? 
Yes, Wanda. Another great question. So, you know, the one thing with SBA, keep in mind that a no is not a final no, because if you're initially not approved, and, and, and I'm glad you brought up this question, I'm going to bring up two points, but in regard to reconsideration, every applicant has the right to apply for reconsideration for up to six months if they are not initially impro- approved. Now, if it's due to credit, let's say, um, you know, credit history is a determining factor, and um, one of the things that our letter will state is that um, whether it's Experian, Equifax, TransUnion, if that, um, you know, if they are um, not approved for credit, then the applicant has the right to go in and get a copy of their credit report. And a lot of times, Wanda, it may be just small things on the credit. It could be a collection on a table account from two years ago that's bringing down the score. Or it could have been a creditor who um, no, who put a late payment on the account and then you got the account up to, uh, you know, up to, um, you know, current status. So in those situations, that is significant information to overcome our decision. So keep in mind, a no is never a final no. And then the second point that I did want to mention is that um, with the way the loan is set up, um, you know, if, you know, there is the um, per, um, part of the loan up to 10000 that may be forgiven, and that's regardless of whether you are approved for the loan or not. So if you happen to not be approved and you're giving a, giving a portion that um, up to the 10000 that portion would not have to be repaid if it's forgiven. So it, is it two separate loans or it's one loan and it you might fall into two different categories? Another great question. So there there are two separate programs. So with the Economic Injury Disaster Loan Program, which includes the up to $10,000 for emergency forgiveness, and that's based on the number of employees, that's the Economic Injury Disaster Loan Program. That And all of those loans which is what my, you know, Office of Disaster Assistance, all of these loans are directly funded by the U.S. Treasury. Now, the difference is the Paycheck Protection Program is more of a traditional SBA program where the loans are guaranteed by SBA. So you'll see um, what they're called 7A programs, but all of the PPP programs are actually funded by banks. So each bank may have individual criteria that they use and determining eligibility for the Paycheck Protection Program, whereas the idle it is across the board because all the loans are directly funded by the U.S. Treasury. Okay. And then one uh, additional question for you, Corey. What about the people that already have, you know, Adara mentioned earlier, there are people that already have SBA loans that may find themselves now either works stoppage or work has slowed down uh, quite a bit. So what about the people that already have an SBA loan in place? Another outstanding point. One of the things that in addition to the one-year deferment for the economic injury disaster loan, anybody who has a current SBA loan that was prior to COVID-19 may also be eligible for a deferment on that loan through the end of 2020. So I would strongly encourage you to contact your service provider to see about any kind of payment programs um, that may be available because I believe there's another program with the debt forgiveness. Again, that's 
separate from our Office of Disaster Assistance. So the one thing I would encourage you is if you have a current SBA loan, there may be a um, portion, I think it's up to six months, that SBA will pay the um, principal and interest. But again, I'm not totally familiar with um, that part as it's not, that part is not run through the Office of Disaster Assistance. But that's a great point. Thank you. You've provided some great information, Adara. Did you have anything you want to ask, Corey? Hi, Corey. My name's Adara. Uh, I'm an accountant, and I have been researching this CARES Act and everything that's going on um, pretty much every day this week, trying to help my clients. I do have a question for you. Do you guys know um, or have any idea of how long the funds are going to, you know, last for the these loans because a lot of my clients are really really rushing to try and process their loan they might have the cash flow now they're thinking that might last for a few more weeks but they don't want to miss out on this and i did see something where they said you know 22 billion dollars worth of loan applications came through yesterday with bank of america in the first day um, and there's only 350 billion dollars allocated to the ppp loan do you do people need to rush and do this or should they be taking their time gathering their information making sure their financial documents are ready and then going to the to the to the banks and apply adore that is such an awesome question um in regard to the economic injury disaster loan program i'll cover that first now the up to 10k of the idle forgiveness which you'll see in the new application format um congress has mandated a um, that there's a $10 billion cap initially on the amount of idle forgiveness funds. Now, that's only idle forgiveness funds only. Now, because the loans are directly funded by the U.S. Treasury, there won't be any um, cap or any um, end of that program itself for the economic injury disaster loan outside of the idle forgiveness funds. Now, in regard to the PPP, um, and you, another, you bring up a great point. With a PPP, because it's individually funded by banks, and you're right, I, I think the, the, the number I heard, again, as a spokesperson for our IDLE program, I don't have as much insight, but I believe the number was $369 billion for the actual forgiveness portion of that. And um, with, with the way it's set up, is that um, you you know the businesses have to keep that employee on the payroll through the end of June 30th 2020 but yes I would strongly encourage businesses to apply as soon as possible Dar because we because there there is a cap on certain portions of the loan so with the idle forgiveness up to the 10k and with the PPP portion um, forgiveness, um, there are caps, and so once that cap has exceeded, there will be no other forgiveness match. But as far as for the economic injury disaster loan portal, um, once the idle forgiveness part is exhausted of the ten billion, Congress can either go back and you know and and offer more forgiveness for up to the ten thousand, or they you know can or the program can end in and of itself at the 10 billion and then we'll continue to run the economic injury disaster loan program okay thank you for that clarification 
Corey, I have one other question for you. Now, you're saying that there are caps and um, businesses need to rush out, but I understand that the uh, single uh, operator LLC, the sole, is it the sole proprietors and those that have to wait until the 10th, how will that affect those people that have to wait to apply? Great question. Now, I think you're talking in regard um, to this one on the Paycheck Protection Program. Oh, okay. I, I'm still trying to get the, the my, my legs on all of this stuff. Okay, yes. So that, no, and that one doesn't have the cap? Uh, that that one doesn't have a cap. Okay. Um, well, well, the Paycheck Protection Program, I believe, for the forgiveness part, has a cap. Okay. And I want to say it's $369 billion. And again, because I'm not a spokesperson for the PPP, uh-huh. um, I, I, I don't. I have somewhat limited information okay. in regard to that. I wish I could expound a little bit um, more on that. But in regard to PPP, there, you know, because that is um, actually funded by banks. Um, the one thing that we have come across, and you know, we get cr- questions across our our desk about the fact that um, because it's funded by banks, each bank is going to have their individual qualifying requirements. So keep that in mind. And a lot of times they're deferring to their current customers who already have business banking accounts or business line of credits through that current bank. So the one thing I would suggest, if I mean, just from the outside looking in, is that if there is, um, if, if you have, if your bank that you've been doing business with um, I would probably suggest that anybody going for the PPP would go through their bank first without going through outside lending source um, because of because of the nature of the program. Okay, that's that. Cl- and again, it's backing up all of the stuff that we've kind of talked about. So thank you so much for that. I, I have one other question, Corey, because you know when times are all the time but especially when there's a time a delicate time within the community whatever it is there's always those people that will say i can help you get that loan if you pay me such and such are should anyone be paying to apply for any of these loans they should not (laughs) um you know and and you know adar you bring up great questions i mean unfortunately in times of peril You'll always have different companies that are trying to offer their services. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you know, for you know, if they feel like they just absolutely have to use an outside servicing company, that's at their discretion, and they just have to disclose that on their application, especially for the economic injury disaster loan. But again, with great um, people such as yourself who are in the accounting industry, most of these businesses should be able to go to their account and get all of their financials to where they're good to go. But again, that's at the discretion of the business. The only thing is that if they do use an outside source, again, it's not necessary at all, but if they do use an outside source, they have to disclose that on the application. Um, But one thing I did, and and, and Adar, you brought up a great point. One thing that I did want to mention that in regard to the economic injury disaster loan program a lot of people may have applied prior to march 29th of 2020 if you did apply prior to march 29th 2020 i strongly encourage you to go back to the website which is going to be covid19relief.sba.gov and actually reapply using our new streamlined application process because 
that's going to give the applicant an opportunity to check the box to be considered for the up to 10000 in emergency relief. But if they did not apply, if they did apply um, prior to that, that box was not there. So, again, if any business prior to March 29th applied for the SBA loan, then they should go back into the system and reapply going to the COVID-19 relief.sba.gov. Okay, thank you so much for that information, Corey. Now, I know this is Wanda. Um, I know that you are doing some things in partnership with the Chamber. It's all about getting this word out. Yes, thank you so much, Wanda. We actually had an outstanding webinar today with the Maximum Reach for um, Economic Equity with um, Angie Wiggins. Um, This morning, it was 22 um, business owners on that call. And then we're actually having a partnership with the California Black Chamber of Commerce, um, and they're going to have a webinar as well. So I would encourage you to contact the California Black Chamber of Commerce. Um, I think it's with Alex Scott. And the more we can get the word out to our fellow black business owners, minority-owned businesses, to get that the messaging out, the better. So, you know, it was a great session this morning. A lot of people, they're thirsty for this information to get in, and I'll answer all the questions that are necessary to kind of give you know, a clarification on both of these two distinct programs. Thank you so much, Corey. Thank you for taking your time out to uh, chat with us for a few moments. And, you know, this station is owned by the California Black Chamber of Commerce. So thank you for all that you're doing to help us spread the word. So thank you so much for your time um, and really appreciate all the information that you were able to provide. Thank you so much, Wanda. Have a great day. You too. All right. Bye bye. That's how we're doing it, family. Thank Corey Williams and thank you, Adara, for all the information that you've given, you know, given throughout this the morning, because, um, you know, this we really need to get it out. And you have spent, you know, a lot of hours researching. And I, you know, everything that you said, Corey, you know, backed up and was able to, you know, expound upon a little bit more. So it's wonderful. Again, I wanted to let the family know, and we had talked about this, that people should not be charging necessary like I meant to ask Corey if the government but the government is not requiring you to pay a fee in order to uh, uh, access these funds right so there's there's the government isn't requiring a fee for the for the loans there's no loan application fees Um, for the EDIL that one's being funded by the SBA so you should be able to go to your local SBA office contact well you're not going out to them call them on the phone if you have problems or questions so contact your local SBA office your local score office they should have people there that can help walk you through the EDIL um, loan process and their services are completely free and for the PPP program which is through the banks Um, from what I understand and myself as an accountant, Mm -hmm. I can't charge people to process that. Mm -hmm. uh, The banks are getting a 5% uh, fee for this. And if I were to do a bunch of work on it and, you know, have to do a bunch of work helping prepare someone's financials and stuff, they would list me down as their agent and the bank would split their fee with me and I, I wouldn't charge anyone for any of this so um the government set it up so we're getting our we're getting paid through the government 
Um, I do know not all banks are, are happy about this and not all banks are going to allow us as accountants to work with them. Mm-hmm. But some people will need it. You know, I talk to people who they keep their accounting records in a shoebox. So they're going to need to get their stuff together yeah. um, more than willing to help. And, you know, only thing I'm going to be doing is saying, well, you know, if I do a bunch of work, just list me. So at least I, you know, get compensated right. for some of my time. Right. For the basics, I'm, I'm doing 30 minute um, consults for people for free. If you have questions, um, like I said, it's ever changing, but I'm trying to keep up with the changes. The first thing I do in the morning is get up and look and see if anything's changed, any any laws have changed, if, uh, you know, clarify information. Um, but this should be something that helps people, you know, right now people aren't working. How are, I don't see how we can really charge. Yeah for information you know but you you glossed over a little bit there we're going to back up just a minute because you have been diligent in your work and we want to make sure people take advantage of it you said oh i give free consultations right we want to (laughs) let people know if you want a consultation if you have questions if you want information contact adara what's your number that you people can call you at people can call me at (laughs) don't be modest (laughs) you can call me my phone number is 916-222-9 9992 or you can email me um I'll do the info because my name's hard to say okay, so let's take this phone call first hi how are you doing fine I was just calling in to uh talk to the she's the she's listening go ahead oh hi this is Lin- <laughs> this is uh actually Lania this is one of Idara's clients um, and I wanted to, first of all, thank you. I, I learned so much more even listening to this broadcast this morning. And I just first want to say I really appreciate you taking the time um, to gather and study all this information. I know she's been working really hard on that for a long time. And so I appreciate it. And I appreciate that you continue to work with us. Um, I guess um, I just wanted to make sure that even for the companies that 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 where we feel like we might be okay for right now um you 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 would also encourage us to go ahead idara or or what would you suggest so uh for the companies that are so let me put let me clarify the edil is available until december 31st and the paycheck protection program that application period is open until june 30th so you can apply if you're okay right now you can apply for um but you've had some if you've had a negative effect to your business you can apply for the emergency disaster loan even if you don't have anything now you can apply for it later so say your business is okay now and then three or four months from now you're going to have a negative effect as a result of this because maybe you lost, you know, someone in your supply chain or something like that. You can still apply for that. Um, and then the Paycheck Protection Program, anybody can apply for that because there's also um, new legislation that passed regarding employees' rights. And I do have that employee labor rights poster posted in my share drive. Um, and employees have the rights to stay home. And, you know, they close the schools. So if their schools are closed, you have the employees have the rights to stay home. Um, if you are awaiting test results um, for COVID-19, if you're showing symptoms, they want you to stay home. So even if your company is doing fine and say you have cl- uh, your employee A, B, and C that aren't working right now, that's going to affect your 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 um, your job, and you're still going to need to pay them. They still want them to get a paycheck. So apply for the program, like apply for the Paycheck Protection Program. 
even if your business is doing okay, if you've had some of your employees that are having to stay home or having to reduce their hours because it will cover their pay, they still want them to receive a full pay. I do want to clarify that for the forgiveness, you need to be able to show that you have been paying them um, a comparable wage to their normal wage. 75% of the forgiveness needs to come from payroll. 25% can come from the rent and utilities. And, um, and it's as of June 30th. So you need to be paying your people um, on June 30th. But there's a lot of changes going on. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if yeah. someone that works for you is going to get sick. Yeah. So... Um, so if your if your business is doing good now, like your caller, like the caller said, you still encourage them to apply because you just never know what situation can happen. They might clamp down even further on restrictions for us or people working and those kind of things. Right, and I mean I know this caller because yeah. she's one of my clients. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean you had you had people that had to leave and you've had to rush and try to replace those people yeah so that is a negative impact on your business you weren't able to do right. your regular business functions because you were running around having to um try to replace people and calling and having to ask me to do other things which you're gonna have to pay me for so you right. know that's a negative well impact on your apply. business yeah so well, yeah and and the fact that i have employees that maybe they are sick or maybe they should stay home but maybe they've exhausted their sick leave but that means that i would then have to turn around and i'm have i would have to pay them as well as whoever needs to replace their time right yeah. and so i see what you're saying that uh this could help me and and it's uh, the way the way i've been seeing this is it's not just about where i am today it's about the impact of this it's going to cascade you know a couple of months down the road as well and this seems like a good opportunity to make sure that there's some dollars that can help preserve that. And the fact that there's money that can, you know, help me cover my payroll, even while this is going on, um, is definitely, definitely helpful. And um, that, that was one other question I had was when you said two and a half percent of time or times your, I'm sorry, two and a half times your, your payroll is about what they might be loaning you. Did you mean per month? So like if somebody has a payroll of, let's just say 40,000 a month, then what do you anticipate that they might be able to get in terms of a loan? Would it be like 12 times that? No, so or? no, it's two and a half times your monthly payroll because this is supposed to last right now for eight weeks. And then if they have to extend the disaster, then there you would be able to either extend it or reapply. So right now, the way it's set up is this is supposed to cover payroll for eight weeks. And so they're giving you two and a half times your um, average monthly payroll. So if you had average monthly payroll of 40,000, then they would be giving, you would be looking at about a hundred thousand. Okay. I understand. All right. Thank, thank you. you so much thank for you. calling in. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank Great you so questions. Bye-bye. You. you know, that there was some really good points that she made too, that kind of stood out to me that I didn't realize is that she was mentioning that if she had a worker that was sick and she has to get someone to fill in like so say she has to hire someone new to fill in for that spot because the work still needs to continue that now you have a double pay and so again i i you know i totally hear now why you're saying even if you're okay in this moment that you should still apply because now she's got a double an additional expense you have to pay the person that's home because of this covid thing right, right. plus you have to pay the person that's filling in so that can put a strain on employers 
real quick. Right. And I mean, I know this person. Yeah, right. I know her business. And so her business, she's doing something really vital for this community right okay. now. She has a cleaning company, you oh. know, and but she got a contract last week. I don't know if you know, they closed the DMVs down. Well, they asked her to clean all the DMVs. Wow. So she went through and sterilized. And so she had to hire tons of people to go in there and do it. But gov she's working with the government. Yeah. The government does not pay out quickly. So oh, no. <laughs> she's going to have to cover those expenses until, yeah, until she can get she can reimbursed. Get paid, and it's not like it's something that's going to be ongoing for her. So yeah. I, I did encourage her because I know that she has those extra expenses. Um, and it's, it's she has she's a um, she has a woman owned black owned business. So, yeah. All right. Uh, so I wanted to give a shout out to the sister too, a black owned woman owned business with a government contract to clean the DMVs. All right, girl, I'm giving you some snaps on that. Congratulations on that. But that again, back to the point of is that, you know, having a vital service like that and having to pay workers that are sick because of COVID and then having to replace someone to continue to do the work can put a strain on employers real quick. And so we want to make sure that they take advantage of these things so that they can um, make sure that they're not breaking their bank, trying to make sure that they're keeping up with the work. So in our last uh, seven minutes together, Adara, it's been, you know, it's, the time has flown, right? It's, it's I feel like we've given some really good information. Let's tell everyone where they can find you and what uh, where they can find that cheat sheet, where they can find you, how can they take advantage or, you know, get in contact with you and get the consultation and maybe even possibly partner up with you and hire you for services. So let's tell everybody where they can find you and all that good stuff so uh you can always google my you know look, look me up on the internet my business is called zip business services um and my phone number is area code 916-222-9992 you can email me at info at zipbs.com and my website is zipbs.com I'm going to update um, the website with the links. Uh, give me until this afternoon to get all of that updated because I was, originally I had started off, you know, sending out this information to my clients. And then I sat in on a webinar with uh, Max Reach and uh -huh. Sack Black Biz. And, and I was told them, oh, I have some information I'd like to share. So they should send out the links. But now it seems that, um, and I don't usually have a lot of traffic going through my website. Uh -huh. So uh, it's just mostly my clients and people uh, that I work with. So let me, give me a little while to put up all the links. The information's there. It's it's already put together. I just need to get into my website. Uh, I'm not a web designer, I'm a accountant. So I need to get into my website and get them information up. And if you guys have any questions, like I said, I do do um, 30 minute consultations. I think I put, I'm pretty sure I put that link up uh, the other day, but I do 30 minute consultations. I'll make sure that that links up also to my calendar. You can just book a slot with me. Everyone's situation is different. So um, if there was anything I can tell people is go to the EIDL. Uh, if you wanna apply for the EIDL, go to the SBA website. When you're applying on the second to last page there's a little line and it says I would like to apply for the disaster advance you need to make sure you check that button or else that's the up to ten thousand dollars that everyone's saying is a grant um, you won't be qualified for that if you don't check the button so make sure you check that if you applied before and you didn't check it check it if you applied the first couple days it came out before it went live um, on the 29th go back and reapply 
And then the other thing I would say is if you're thinking of applying for the PPP, go to uh, contact your local bank. A lot of the banks are sending out emails and a lot of the banks also have uh, information requests on their on their website. So if you go to the website, a lot of the banks aren't doing it yet. They're still scrambling trying to get this program out, but they have a thing saying, if you would like to get a receive an email when the, when the program goes live, submit your information. Those people are getting the emails and that's how we're finding out, oh, such and such bank is, is doing them. Mm-hmm. So if you have a bank that you bank with or you have a relationship with, go into their website, look and see um, if they have a COVID-19 PPP page put in your information, stay in contact with them. They're not gonna be processing these loans face-to-face. Everything's gonna be done electronically. So the information's gonna be on the internet. I'm also gonna have a list of um, outside banks, smaller banks, and you might have more success with these smaller community banks than you do with the large banks. Um, When I, you know, yesterday, I was getting answers from the small community banks here. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is a time for the community to come together. And it seems like, you know, the smaller institutions are really, um, you know, here for the people right now. And if I can find, I'm trying, working on building some really good relationships with a couple of banks so I can, you know, send people over there um, knowing that they'll be taken care of. And if you guys need help, I'm, I'm here. Um, all of us that do this for a profession, we really do it to help. Um it makes you feel good when you know that you're helping someone because we know these businesses are your livelihood and we're just here to help. Family, we talked mostly about opportunities for small businesses and business owners, um, but re- don't forget that the CARES Act also has things about um, extension of unemployment um, if you're already getting it, provisions for uh, people that are getting unemployment. There's uh, provisions in there for student loans uh, and there's uh, forbearances going on. Do your research, family. There are things, uh, provisions in regards to your mortgages for rent. I know Sacramento County had a rent moratorium that they issued about a week and a half ago. Family, please don't just go by word of mouth. Do your research. You're home. You can do some research, right? You can do some reading, but look and find out what is best going to help for you. You do not have to go through this alone. I was telling my son the other day, I was like, the cool thing, if there is a cool thing, is that we're all in this together. And all of our situations, um, while they may be slightly different, um, we're all in this together. We all want to make sure that this country is able to bounce back and that people are able to eat, have shelter, and be safe while we're in this situation. So, you know, do your research, jump on these webinars. Again, you heard Corey Williams mention that he is going to be joining our parent company, the California Black Chamber of Commerce, doing a webinar. I would encourage you to visit our website at calbcc.org to get information on that. I will post as many links and as much information as I can on the Full Circle page. So make sure you're following the show on Instagram and Facebook at Full Circle 975. Um, also, I will post any information that I get from Adara. You can also visit her website at zipbs.com. Or if you want to call her, if you have questions, information, whatever, you can email her at info at zipbs.com or give her a call at 916-222-9992. Family, that's what it's about. It's about giving information to you so you can be safe and make an informed decision for yourself. Do your 
Your Research family. And, uh, you know, next week is the Full Circle two-year anniversary. We're going to do the COVID uh, uh, quarantine edition of the two-year anniversary of Full Circle. So make sure you join next week. If you missed any part of this broadcast, remember that the show will post. I've been posting them early since I'm at home as well. So I'll probably post the show sometime tomorrow so you can go back and listen to it. Thank you so much for calling, for listening, for supporting either on uh, the, uh, social media or by emailing. Uh, Got to give a shout out to Dr. Anna, one of our faithful listeners. Also, Gloria Bailey Ray, thank you so much for listening um, to the program today. Again, family, it's all about giving you information that you need to make an informed decision for your life. That's how we're doing it. Family, spread love to everyone you meet. This is the time more than ever to build community. So let's build community. Let's stay safe and let's, you know, see this thing through. I'll see you next week, family. Peace. This has been Full Circle. Follow our Facebook page at Full Circle 97.5.